Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator Kyle Kedzik for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. for dinner this is jeff and kelly we are wrapping up tom cruise month this week mm-hmm. uh, it's the first first full month we've completed of like a, an actor specifically mm-hmm. which yielded great uh results in terms of like oh yeah different styles of movies like obviously some of that has to just do with our choice like we absolutely mm-hmm. could have picked four very very similar <laughs> tom cruise movies mission impossible one two three four <laughs> exactly um but deciding well not not even necessarily deciding sort of being decided by what was available to us mm-hmm. it wound up being a really cool like cross section of his yeah. filmography <laughs> and it feels kind of uh fitting that the like last one we go out on is the one that's the most like all the shit that he still does now mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like there's not that many jerry Maguires anymore in his yeah. filmography you know he doesn't play characters like that really anymore yeah uh, and in this one, he's kind of just like action hero man, you know, like <laughs> there's obviously, you know, it's it's a bigger story than just that. But yeah. it's it's sort of what he kind of uh, wound up doing forever. <laughs> uh, but the movie that we end up on for this uh, Tom Cruise month is the 2002 American science fiction action film Minority Report. Steven Spielberg directed mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, Colin Farrell, uh, Samantha Morton, Max von. I always said Seedow, but I think it's Sidow. S Y D O W. I always forget, but I said Max von Seedow my whole <laughs> life. So I guess that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> A few other uh, character actors sprinkled in there that I noticed from other Steven Spielberg <laughs> movies specifically. Peter Stormare showing up playing the crazy doctor who swaps his eyes. Yeah. And he's uh, he's in the lost world that we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's Dieter who gets eaten by the little compies, which was like fun to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love him every time he pops up in something like he's yeah. he's brilliant in Fargo, like legitimately like brilliant movie, brilliant performance. Uh, he's also brilliant yeah. in Big Lebowski, too. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, he's done a lot of these kinds of movies, just like action movie where he mm-hmm. plays like a crazy foreign doctor guy yeah. all the time. <laughs> or uh, like Armageddon, where he plays like the cosmonaut mm-hmm. like who's gone crazy <laughs> up in space. Like he always just plays this like lunatic European guy. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun seeing him pop up. But yeah, to like talk about this movie, there's there's several things that need to be sort of like set up. Um, because it's 
future action movie, you know, mm-hmm. so much like uh, Demolition Man and shit like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, it's in the future. My first note was just 2054, so that I remembered that. I knew mm-hmm. I would forget, and I'd be like, you know, it's in the year like, uh, I don't know, 3000 or something. I fucking forget. So I made sure to write it down. I, I wrote down, they got 34 years. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's also things that were popping into my head. Like yeah. as as soon as science fiction ages, all of a sudden you start looking at it with that critical eye of like, <laughs> really? You thought we were going to be there? Mm-hmm. Wow. There, there was like one thing that happened that <laughs> I was like, okay, so they were right about that at least. Mm-hmm. That was when he like walked into his apartment and was like telling what lights to turn oh, on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like, okay. Like he didn't, he obviously didn't like tell Google or Alexa, Alexa or, yeah, or yeah. Siri or what have you. He's just like uh, house. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. Science fiction movies, I feel like they never underestimate where we'll be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's never like, oh, wow, they only thought we'd have that by now. Yeah. You know, it's always more like they thought we would have singing fucking cereal boxes. I mean, obviously it's still in the future, but yeah, you know, those sorts of silly things like really, that's the, "Mm." that's what you're thinking we're going towards. Yeah. Like eye scanning everywhere. Yeah. It's goofy. Like the future world that is set up is one that is like, it felt like they were kind of trying to be grounded, mm-hmm. but in a way it wound up kind of just being a little ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the the premise of the whole movie, the whole like point of it being in the future is to is for it to be pre-crime, this mm-hmm. crazy new technology that they have to spend a lot of time explaining to you mm-hmm. so that you understand how it works. And the more I understand how it works, the more mm-hmm. horrified I am by it. Mm-hmm. On top of being horrified by it at the beginning, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but it really, like it, it felt like the movie kind of reckoned with how like crazy the concept of pre-crime is and like what yeah. they were doing. Yeah, it seemed like they kind of tried to make it seem like, oh, we, we get it. That's a bit of an overreach, mm-hmm. but it still felt a little like, yeah, understatement, dude. Mm-hmm. That is not. That is beyond overreach. Yeah. That is a nightmare <laughs> society that you're sort of painting as like we almost got it. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. This is a nightmare. No. no. So the whole concept of pre-crime, they spend the whole, the first like 20 minutes of the movie is basically like a pre-crime emergency response mm-hmm. so that you understand like what it is, how it works to a certain extent. Yeah. And it starts off and that fucking ridiculous ass machine gets to work that mm-hmm. carves balls out of wood mm-hmm. and engraves names on them and sends them down little future shoots, which mm-hmm. is like, I was watching this happening. And I was like, this is so absurd. Right off the bat, like yeah. that this is the process by which you get the names yeah. of the people <laughs> that are involved in this crime. Not any crime, only murder. Yes. All they can do is murder. Yeah. These fucking, I wanted to call them mutants, but the rest of the movie makes you feel terrible for thinking that because yeah. they're just people. Mm-hmm. But it's like these Test precogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these, these uh, prisoners... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get super political about this later on because I, I have some very pointed notes about uh, their treatment <laughs> and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. these precogs have this crazy ability to get premonitions of the future and somehow science fiction, hand wavy, blah, 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 <laughs> they download the images that come into their brains Mm -hmm. onto a screen that tom cruise can play with 
Yeah. Uh, which you could tell he loved like, oh, yeah. doing that oh, yeah. shit of like, it's going to look so fucking cool when the special effects are in yeah. and I'm fucking <laughs> whipping screens all around the place and making it look cool. They're, Super way, way before Iron Man and all that stuff where mm-hmm. they were doing that all the time. Where it was like, oh, yeah, he's just got this interactive doobity doo and he mm-hmm. throws his hands around and things fly away. It's like yeah. that was that was the thing. It's a super cool thing. Uh, even with the like sort of hand wavy science fiction of like we're jacked into the prefrontal cortex, <laughs> whatever their brains give us images at the end of the movie when it said it might have said at the beginning of the movie, too, but I didn't fucking look at it. <laughs> I didn't see it. Uh, but it was like based on the short story by Philip K. Dick. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I don't think it's it at the beginning. Yeah, but definitely at the end. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dang, I completely forgot that that was a thing. Like I had <laughs> seen this movie once before. Mm-hmm. Way back closer to when it came out, probably around like 2003 or something when it was at a video store and I could rent it yeah, and like take it home <laughs> and watch it and shit. Uh, I had a Minority Report poster in my room, not because I loved this movie, but because it was the only poster that was free. And I was like, I want posters for my room. And it was mm-hmm. like, do you want this poster? I was like, what movie is it? It was like Minority Report. And it was like, the movie was okay. So I took it and I put yeah. it up in my room. I was like, I didn't even really love the movie. <laughs> I barely remembered it. Yeah. Watching it now again and being like, oh shit, that's right. All this crap happens. But like, it was just super silly. Like, um, but so Tom Cruise uses the images that the precogs give him to deduce where the people are because this crazy contraption like gives them the names mm-hmm. and it shows you like, this is the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. This is the victim. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to be killed unless we stop it. They they apparently also give you give a, a time frame, which mm-hmm. was never really explained of like, how do they know exactly when it happens? Like if Tom Cruise noticed it, you know, like if he yeah. saw in one of the images, like the clock over there says that it's 745 a.m. Yeah. or whatever, then maybe I'd get it. But it seems like with the images, you also get a perfect timestamp. That gives you a countdown on your watch yeah. that tells you when fucking you're going to catch up to the time that this happens. Mm-hmm. We're catching up to the future. Oh, my God. I wrote that line down. And then the <laughs> line after it, which is just shut up, Ivana. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. It, so it's this super convoluted, like, you just have to take it with a grain of salt kind of mm-hmm. kind of future society thing. So they, like, get a call, essentially. I don't know. I wouldn't even know what to call it because it's like the fucking precogs have some seizures. Yeah. They make the thing, give you the names. You get the images on the screen. They, uh, I guess a case? Yeah, I guess you'd call they it a case. They gave them case, case numbers? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they watch the fucking footage and they send a team out to, like, find them. Mm-hmm. wherever they are because apparently it can't give you that information it can give you the exact time yeah but they can't give you any fucking coordinates or anything yeah <laughs> so it's literally just like shot in the dark we got mm-hmm. the guy's name let's see where what yeah. we can do yeah they pull up like driver's licenses and like narrow it down by like what the dude looks like yeah which it seemed to me i don't know if it seemed like it to you but it seemed to me like it is taking them so long to mm-hmm. figure these things out. Like, it seemed like there was absolutely no urgency to this future murder yeah. that was coming. Because at one point, the dude, like, the other dude that was helping him, I forget his name. It was something <laughs> dumb. It was, like, Spud or something. It was some, like, real short, dumb name, like mm-hmm. Judd or Jad or some weird future name. I think Jad. But that dude is, like, sitting at a desk, just sort of, like, lazily, like, 
Oh, sitting at a screen <laughs> while Tom Cruise is going through all the images of this guy who's going to fucking stab his wife because she's cheating on him. Mm-hmm. And this dude's just like sitting in the computer. He's like, mm, yeah, I guess I'll check out that one lead on this one thing. Like, why are you not doing that right now? Why yeah. are you talking about it at all? Why aren't you just doing your job so this lady doesn't get murdered? Yeah. Super uh, straightforward stuff here. And these mm-hmm. guys seem like they're like, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Like, there is a literal ticking clock. Yeah. And it's not just the lady. It's the dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's going to double murder. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, this is whatever. All the while they're cutting into the scene of that happening of the guy mm-hmm. like leaving and waiting and watching the guy show up to his house and his wife lets him in. And he's like, oh, my God. And he takes some scissors. And he's going to stab him and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. This real quick got me. So Tom Cruise is at the base. He's at the police headquarters. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who's like sifting through the images and putting together the like pieces of the puzzle to tell everyone else where to go. Mm-hmm. Yet, he is still the one who goes to the place and is the one who, like, gets in there and stops him. Like, he's the first one in to, like, actually stop the murder from happening. And then all the rest of his crew, like, bust in and arrest him and take the people away and do whatever the fuck they do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he was all the way back at the police station and these people were out looking for him. How did he get there and meet them and go in first? Like, why does the movie have to have him be... Like the guy at the base who does everything and the guy on the field. You know who, what I mean? It, who does everything. Yeah, who does everything. It was super, <laughs> it just felt like such a like Tom, it seemed like yeah. Tom Cruise being like, um, you can't have somebody else arrest him. What are yeah. you talking about? I just who, did all that work. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> This was my thing. What, are you going to have Neil McDonough go and do it? No. (laughs) I always see that guy. I never remember his name. I literally just had to look it up. The blonde guy who plays Fletcher. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in tons of stuff, and I Mm -hmm. never remember. And Mm -hmm. he's one of the perennial that guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, that guy. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I had to look it right now. Neil McDonough. Thank you. You can't have Neil McDonough go in there and arrest him. I'm Tom Cruise. (laughs) So he had to be the one who does everything. But they So they stop the crime and arrest the guy. Mm -hmm. And immediately, like... While that is all going on, you're kind of just like caught up in the action movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, okay, is he going to figure it out? How is he going to figure it out? Like, oh, they got his name, uh, but it turns out, oh, shit, they moved and they don't have their new address on file yet, which mm-hmm. is like, it's the future. What? Yeah. How do you not have, how do you not know exactly where these people are? You can, like, you could stand. do that now. Yeah. You could find someone who just moved, probably mm-hmm. in less time than this movie takes to yeah. do it in the fucking future. <laughs> but it's like, so it's like they move and so you don't have the address. So he has to look at like the style of building and then he sees there's a kid in the background, Mm -hmm. but he's in two different images on two different sides. So he realizes he's on a fucking merry-go-round and the only fucking parks with merry-go-rounds are in this neighborhood. So they go to that neighborhood and they see the door, like all that. You're caught up in it. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, you realize like, oh, yeah, they're arresting a guy. Like, yeah, okay, he was totally going to murder her. Mm -hmm. Let's throw that out there. Yeah. But he is arrested for something he has not done. It's like stopping him for attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's yeah. still a little iffy because it's like, I don't really like all this weird technology where you're seeing things that you kind of shouldn't and mm-hmm. it's a little ethically dubious. <laughs> um, but then like, it really comes down to because they say like you are under arrest for the future murder mm-hmm. of these people. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just changed that. Yeah. You cannot charge him for a thing that doesn't exist. Yeah. That is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I'm immediately like... I don't like this. Like, like as a teenager when I saw it, maybe I was a little more like, yeah, cool, future science fiction, yeah, whatever. Future murder. Yeah, but now really looking at it, I'm like, 
this is kind of dystopian. Yeah. Of like, we're going to arrest you for things that haven't happened yet because you're really, really thinking about doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, whoa, whoa, that's... And he's the hero. Yeah. Because then Colin Farrell shows up. Yeah. And he's from, like, the federal whatever. I forget. Mm-hmm. They keep calling him, like, the, the guy from federal i don't even know they use weird terms yeah i don't even remember but it's like he's the guy he's come to oversee pre-crime because it's only in washington Mm dc they have not gone national with it they want to be national so they're kind of being audited by colin farrell's character who's Mm -hmm. there to like see the cracks and the flaws in the system and whatever Mm -hmm. and he rolls up and you can kind of tell that the movie is like trying to make you think Mm -hmm. he's the bad guy Mm -hmm. and i'm like Danny's making a lot of good points. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about, he says something very specific. It's like, it's like, you guys have to understand the like legal problems with this whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, like of like charging people for things that haven't happened. Like you guys get that. Right. And all the cops are like, yeah, well, you know, fucking it works. We haven't had any murders. And it's like, you're still not looking at the thing I'm talking about, yeah. which is the, <laughs> like the horrifying mm-hmm. uh, implications of this whole thing. As much as he's kind of supposed to be like an antagonist, He's also sort of the the audience surrogate mm-hmm. to have Tom Cruise and the rest of the cops explain more about how all this shit works yeah. so that you kind of get it because it's really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like, again, when, when you're watching the opening sequence, you're just kind of taking it at face value. Like, all right, crazy mutants, uh, mm-hmm. premonition dreams. Let's do this. Yep. And if they had sort of left it at that, if, if it was just sort of left as like a thing on the side where they didn't go into those things specifically, yeah. maybe you could keep ignoring it. Yeah. But the fact that they explain it to you where it's like, oh, yeah, these uh, fucking normal ass people, they were normal ass people. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they're humans. They're people born of okay. man. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, they're not they're, they're not like monsters or mutants or test tube babies. No, their mothers were all drug addicts, though. Exactly. That was the only thing. Right. But that's what I mean. It's like they're, mm-hmm. they're people born of people. Yes. They might have some terrible, you know, genetic thing now mm-hmm. because of what their parents were doing, but it's not like they're monsters. Right. And so they, uh, they somehow learn. I don't know if you caught it. I didn't specifically catch it, but they somehow figure out that these precogs can see the future. Like that they get these premonitions. I forget how they explained that. They they explained it way late in the movie. Late was that when, when he, he went goes and to meets visit the her. doctor? Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So they don't explain it to Whitwer, which seems odd that it's like mm-hmm. you know, it's like you'd think he would be asking a lot of the specifics about these things. Yeah. But they basically just tell him like it's always right mm-hmm. and it's never wrong. And he uh, Whitwer seems very suspicious of the whole deal mm-hmm. he's not he doesn't trust he doesn't he doesn't trust the precogs it seems like even if it's always right yeah he doesn't really trust the system and he definitely doesn't trust the cops right. that run it he thinks that they're like way too into it like you call this the temple mm-hmm. where the precogs are and they're like it's just a nickname it's like but you guys like love these things yeah in weird ways yeah. <laughs> especially you wally <laughs> The fucking dude who takes mm-hmm. care of them. I felt bad for him early on. And then later I was like, oh, no, you're gross. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> when like, he's like kissing her and stuff and mm-hmm. he's putting her back in the thing. And I'm like, oh, like I felt a little bad because I thought maybe it was like being the only one who could do it or something like that or wanting to make sure that they weren't like hurt 
more than they like sort of have to be mm-hmm. to do this because it's like they just sit there and have like horrible seizures and like shout things mm-hmm. and they're in these weird milk bath things yeah and it's just all fucking weird it's like these are just these are normal people and you're like oh you got this cool power mm-hmm. well guess what you're doing forever yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean not even like you're gonna come in for a bit and we'll mm-hmm. see or like we'll monitor you from afar it's like oh no 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 you have no life, you have no mm-hmm. rights, you have no anything. You're just going to sit in this pool and help us pre-solve murders. Mm-hmm. Everyone cool with that? We don't care. <laughs> you know, and it's just like kind of fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, and there was one line specifically that made, I think it was Tom Cruise who said it. Um, it was either him or it was fucking Fletcher. But they said, it's better if you don't think of them as human. Yeah. And I was like, that is the most chilling fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, you put that into practice in, like, any fashion. Mm-hmm. And, like, like that's what, like, there's no, there's no time when that is not horrifying. Yeah. Do they not realize that that just sounds like the same excuse for fucking gassing people or something? Yeah. You know, or it's just like, eh, just don't think of them as human and everything's fine, right? Like, yeah. The whole premise of your entire division here is a nightmare Mm -hmm. and so this whole thing of like tom cruise being set up and and pre-crime being like fucked with or something you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like where it's like oh no someone's trying to take us down i'm like good yeah this shit's fucked up in every single facet Mm -hmm. none of it is cool (laughs) like the movie clearly sort of wants you to think it is Mm -hmm. like isn't this a fun action movie concept and it's like kind of if you can get past the like crimes against humanity involved yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's fucking weird but tom cruise specifically his character john anderton i could not believe how mm. bland mm-hmm. of a name that was and it's in the original short story okay. i wound up like looking into it i couldn't find it to read for free in the short time between us mm-hmm. watching the movie and sitting down mm-hmm. but i like gave the wikipedia synopsis a quick <laughs> glance and the, the character's name is the same in the short story, he's like 50-something fat and balding. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. Okay. He's not going to look like that in this. <laughs> you know, like they're not going to they're not gonna actually do that. He's going to yeah. be super, super handsome Tom Cruise guy. Yeah, of course. Tom Cruise's character, his whole bit, and since it's a fucking Spielberg movie, uh, he has to be a bad dad in some <laughs> form. That's like, that's his, that's his mm-hmm. thing. It's all about like fathers and sons and stuff. So... Tom Cruise is divorced because his son was taken while they were out at a public pool. Mm-hmm. I think they said it was like six months before pre-crime like became a thing. And that's what mm-hmm. made him want to join and like yeah. take over the thing is to stop that kind of stuff from ever happening again. Yeah. So it kind of lays the groundwork for why a guy would go along with something so horrible mm-hmm. if they were going to play it that way. But they kind of don't. Yeah. Like by the end of it, he's mostly just mad that he got set up and he's not at all really focusing or Mm reevaluating anything about pre-crime itself. Yeah. It's more like he's just like, oh, well, it's a bummer that it's gone. Mm -hmm. But oh, well. But Mm -hmm. when in reality, it should be like, that's good. We should never mess with that again. You know, this movie needed one of those kinds of endings where it's Mm -hmm. like, man strayed too far. We tried to play God. We need to stop. (laughs) Pull back. But it really never does that. Uh, but so he's a drug addict, a future drug addict, mm-hmm. which is like some sort of little mini inhaler thing. Yeah, it's it's really funny to me because it's like, yeah, I think I, I think that was the drug 
that they were talking about that those that the people were on who gave birth to the kids who became the precogs. Mm-hmm. It was called like Neuroin. Mm-hmm. What I found really funny about it, though, is like this movie kind of has its cake and eats it, too, in a way where it's like you get Tom Cruise and he's so uh, wholesome in his imagery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like he's the hero. He's the good guy. It's like even though he's got, you know, this kid who's gone and you know, he sits around and watches old home videos on on these weird little discs yeah that, those like, don't seem logical no. little glass yeah little clear glass things that somehow hold the information in the video on it yeah, i don't really understand that but whatever future glass future but you know he sits and he watches his kids videos and he's sad about it all the time and mm-hmm. whatever so it's like he gets that sort of image of like the grieving father which mm-hmm. is like noble kind of thing you know like oh you feel for him and all that mm-hmm. but then the movie also is like oh but he's also a drug addict like he is like the character is a drug addict mm-hmm. because he's always doing these drugs yeah the thing is though is that they're future drugs <laughs> and so they're like super clean and it barely seems like he's doing drugs at all so it's like the movie tells you that it's like that he's doing horrible drugs yeah but all he really does is like put a fucking <laughs> kazoo to his mouth and yeah. breathe in and then he's like oh my god i'm so fucked up you know yeah and so it kind of gets away with it where it's like yeah he's not sitting there like pounding lines or fucking <laughs> you know shooting up or something like really gross looking where it's like yeah. oh tom cruise is doing that yeah it's like no 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 no. he gets the clean friendly looking drugs Mm -hmm. so you don't have to look at him as like a horrible drug addict it's like but that's the character (laughs) right i just thought it was really funny that he's just like oh yeah he just gets these little thingies and he sucks on them a little Mm -hmm. bit and then oh he's high now (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean it's like oh why doesn't he have to fucking like crumple up some aluminum foil yeah (laughs) stab some holes in a can and fucking (laughs) you know like should have made it look real gross it would have made it better but so like that's his whole thing is like, oh, my haunted past, my kid who's gone. So when the like real plot of the movie kicks off, because, you know, it's, they got to take a lot of time to set up yeah. like this is the future. <laughs> Look at all this future shit. Like, why are there cereal boxes that sing to you? Why would that ever be a thing? I, I don't know. That would never make it past any like Mm-mm. focus grouping or anything. Be like, mm. Would you like this? And everyone would be like, no. Are you kidding me? I, I never understand how far they go yeah. with it sometimes where it's just like, is this even really a joke? Yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's like it's kind of funny in the way of him getting like frustrated with it and just tossing, and it, tossing across it, it across the room. <laughs> but it just opens up all these questions of like, what kind of fucking world are yeah. they in that this is a thing that people buy? So like Tom Cruise, John is down by the precog things mm-hmm. and the girl Agatha jumps on him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, can you see? And then the fucking Wally dude comes out and he's just like, what the, what is going on? And he's like, she jumped on me. And he's like, you know, they don't see us or hear mm-hmm. us or know that we're here. Yeah. Which just added another layer of terror to it where it's like, oh my God, they're like, they're basically just brains. Mm-hmm. Like, why even leave the human body if really all you're doing is jacking into the brain yeah. And and taking it and taking the information it's giving you. Like, what is the point? Just for their sake. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, if they could feel any of this, because a lot of it seems painful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if they're really feeling so much of this, like, just cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> just just mm-hmm. be done with it. Just, like, just uh, I don't know. It, they weirded me out the whole movie. Yeah. The whole precog thing. Mm-hmm. So we, we know that there's something weird going on with Agatha. 
you yeah. know, like immediately. Cause it's like, okay, if they say that they don't do that, then I assume she's never done that. Yeah. You know, like that's the only thing that makes sense. So she is for some reason specifically aware of Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and is asking him questions. I don't think they ever truly answered what that means of, can you see? I feel like it was her, like what she could get out to get him to look up at the screen so that he could see what she was seeing in her head. Oh, that's right. Because it's one of the deja vus they call right, them. They, the echoes. Yes. Where it's like, they're seeing the same murder again. Mm-hmm. So the, the technicians and people, they look at it and they see that it's the same mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, Oh, that happens sometimes. Yeah. We just disregard that. Yeah. We just erase that stuff. Cause it's like, Oh, it's the same one. We already did that. Mm-hmm. Boop, Get rid of it. We just have to sort of jump into the whole big mystery part of it so that we can talk about it and, yeah. <laughs> and, and figure out what's going on. So essentially Tom Cruise sees uh, sees a new murder mm-hmm. and it's him. And he murders some guy he's never known named Leo Crow. And he's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And he tries to hide it. And I'm yeah. like, there's literally like three or four people all looking at the things that are happening right now. Yeah. There's like, obviously there's you. Mm-hmm. There's the two people that you always conference in for mm-hmm. these things to like be the overseers of what's happening. Yeah. There's your fucking partner dude right there. And there's fucking Wally down in the temple. Mm-hmm. All of these people are here and you're trying to be like, oh, oh no, let's not look at that face. It's like, they're yeah. going to want to know who the murderer is mm-hmm. and they're going to know that it's you. Like, it's only a matter of time. How yeah. do you, how do you think you're going to like get away with this? Yeah. Of like, Oh, let's just push this under the rug. <laughs> like everyone just saw your face. Mm-hmm. Remember that moment when you saw your face and you paused for a long time, staring mm-hmm. at your own face. Everyone just saw it. I mean, I know you paused for the audience to, you know, make sure, you know, the people in the back got it. Yeah. But come on. Yeah. So it turns out, you know, he's going to murder someone and he's like, what the fuck? I don't even know this person. This is crazy. But he knows that he like has to go on the run because pre-crimes, they're going to take him down. Even if he's a cop, whatever. He's going to murder someone. So they have to stop him. Another horrifying part of the future. He gets in one of those future cars and he's driving away. And I think he calls Lamar about it. I think so. But he's on the phone with someone in the car Mm -hmm. and he's like, shit's going on. And I don't know what's, what's happening. I think I'm being set up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, it showed me as the murderer and I don't even know this person. Uh, and he's like, oh, well, come to me. You should just come over to me. <laughs> and he's like, all right. Oh, my God. Wait, the car. They found me. They're making me go back to the police station. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. They have the ability to just find the car you're in and be like, nope. Yeah. You're just coming right back to the police. Like, oh, yeah, that's really good for when someone is like trying to escape after committing a crime mm-hmm. uh, but also terrifying that you could just be like that person yeah just bring them here what the fuck that yeah. is that is terrifying another I, thing of like oh jesus christ i hope that there's a warrant process for that that's the thing i there was uh, it seemed, they seemed yeah. very scant on the warrants mm-hmm. and the things they were doing and there's mm-hmm. another moment way later where i was like this has to be unconstitutional (laughs) if other things weren't this clearly has to be they're trying to bring him back he Mm -hmm. like escapes out of the car Mm -hmm. there's a big huge fucking chase sequence that takes way too long are you just gonna skip right over the like mario level scene of him yeah he's jumping from car to car (laughs) and shit like that yeah because that's exactly what i'm talking about it's just this big long action sequence feels very uninspired Mm -hmm. for spielberg Throughout the movie, there were a bunch of really fun camera moves, Mm -hmm. moments where it like swung around someone or like, you know, (laughs) over someone or something like that. There were a lot of really cool shots. Yeah. But the like sequences themselves were just so boring. I couldn't get over them. I wrote down, I was like, this whole fucking 
jetpack chase sequence oh my God. is dumb and bad. Yes. All of it. Like, it's yeah. not just that it's dumb and it's like, ugh, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just bad. It's just, it doesn't look good. Like, yeah. it's one of the rare times where I would be like, you got to you got to throw a little more CGI into it so that it's not just dudes on strings mm-hmm. slowly floating through the air like it looks so low stakes like nobody is going that fast yeah. or like flying all that hard yeah. and they're just kind of <laughs> like oh, oh, all around the place and I'm like this is so silly yeah. this it just we need to move on so that whole sequence happens. It's like it's Tom Cruise's old team is trying to bring him in mm-hmm. and they're like oh John don't do this don't run. Mm-hmm. And he's like, everybody runs, which it seemed like they were trying to make a thing. Yeah. It didn't no. work. <laughs> no, it fell flat. There was so much collateral damage. Busting in through windows and mm-hmm. people's apartments and shit. Mm-hmm. Going through their floor in the middle of <laughs> yeah. their kitchen. Like, yeah. Come on. And also there was one moment that I thought was so weird. And I was just like, why is this in here? And then I read some trivia about the movie and I was like, Steve, what are you doing? Oh, no. What in the hell? So there's that moment where Tom Cruise busts in through, like, the window, and he lands in that, like, yoga pose. Mm -hmm. And there's all those, like, contortionist yoga people there that are, like, looking at him. And they're like, oh, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, seven seconds of screen time or something like that. It's, like, barely a thing. It's like, oh, yeah, and then that's a little thing that happens. And then we cut away, and we never see it ever again. Yeah. And apparently, fucking Steven Spielberg spent, like, millions of dollars to get like the best contortionists in the world to come and do that scene. What? And I was like, Steve. Come on. Because <laughs> then I read later that it was like Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg declined paychecks for the movie in order to like, they would get the like gross, like part of the gross mm-hmm. later instead of taking a paycheck to try to keep the budget down. It was like, Steve, good way to keep the budget down. Yeah. Do not hire million dollar contortionists <laughs> for a moment that does not matter. Yeah. Like not even the tiny, it's not even relevant at all. Mm-mm. You can cut that and never remember that it was or in that movie. get the like local circus troupe. I'm sure there's yeah, one. Yeah, really. You don't have to spend millions of dollars for contortionists for a scene that doesn't matter. That yeah. is the biggest waste I've ever heard of. It's ridiculous. The only <sighs> fucking moment of that whole big chase thing that I liked was the design of that fucking like percussion shotgun thing that would just like oh and just blow people back without mm-hmm. hurting hurting them really? Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you did that off a building, it would yeah. suck. But <laughs> like it shot a blast of air. Yeah, yeah. But the way that it, that you like cocked it by just like rotating it and everything, mm-hmm. I was like, that's the fucking coolest weapon design. I love it. And then those flying police vehicles. Yeah. Which Those were weird. <clears throat> I could not believe how much they look like Slave One from Star Wars. They look like Boba Fett's ship, almost <laughs> like to a T. And I was like, how is that a thing? How, like, I mean, yeah. I guess homage, but it's yeah. weird. It's just weird because Steven Spielberg and George Lucas are like friends. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, yeah, that guy way back when who made that movie, I'm, I'm paying homage. It's like, it's your buddy over there. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to use your ship. Ah, do something. <laughs> That's all I can imagine it was. So Tom Cruise gets away because he's Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. He winds up in a fucking uh, an assembly line for a future car. Mm-hmm. And it like assembles the car around him. Yep. And then he just drives it away. Yep. And I was like, why are the cops not following that car? Why are you not just waiting at the end of that assembly line and being like, that one, 
He's in that one right now. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they just, let it leave? Yeah, just have people staged along the assembly line to keep track, make sure that, you know, yeah, he's not, like, like you know jumping which out one early. It is. Yeah, but as soon as he's trapped in it, you're like, got him. Yeah. Well, no, because then he, he pops up and then drives out of the warehouse. Yeah. I was like, like where is anybody? What? Why aren't they? Yeah. This no, is... What? How? <laughs> you're the worst. They're terrible cops. Um, so he gets this car and he drives off to this fucking lady's house mm-hmm. who is the like in the real inventor mm-hmm. of pre-crime. Dr. Heinemann. And he gets attacked by shrubs when he shows up and it poisons him and mm-hmm. she has to give him the antidote or he's going to die. Mm-hmm. I, I recognized her immediately. What did, What else is she? Because I, I, I saw her and I was like, oh, but I didn't realize who it was. That's Aunt Meg. From oh, Twister. from Twister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh. What's up, Meg? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she explains to him the real backstory of the precogs, which is that they were mm-hmm. the kids of people addicted to this drug and their essentially their birth defects gave them these quote unquote gifts. Mm-hmm. You can call it a gift. Yeah. Considering what gets done to you because you have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, so no more life for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick in some milk, read your brain yeah. forever. Until you wear out, I guess. What are they going to do? Like, do they just live forever? Um, or are they eventually going to die and then pre-crime's dead with it? Do they have to fucking get people hooked on Neuroin and then get them pregnant so they have more kids who can pre-crog for them? Like, it's a weird I whole... Mean, there's a lot of questions. So he fills... She fills him in on all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then tells him about the minority report. Mm-hmm. And the minority report, the titular report is essentially she says she tells him it's when it's when they disagree Mm -hmm. and he's like what they disagree yeah and it's like no yeah every once in a while agatha will disagree with the twins Mm -hmm. like they will have different premonitions and sometimes people have a different future that they could go through that isn't the one where they murder somebody Mm -hmm. and that just gets erased yeah from the system they never do anything about it hence why john has no idea that it even exists yeah he brings up the idea that like there's people out there who probably have been put away yeah that had a different future and she's like well i guess and by the end of it he's kind of in that same boat it doesn't seem like he gives that much of a shit about that at that moment he says that he's like wait a minute are you telling me there might be people on there that had a different mm-hmm. future that I put away. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, they might be. And he's like, Oh, well that sucks. Anyway, mm-hmm. where, what about mine? Like mm-hmm. he immediately assumes that he has a minority report. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing that I didn't really realize at first until we get like to the later moment in this, in this little arc. Yeah. But I was like, so he learns about the minority report and he's like, Holy shit. I have a different future. Mm-hmm. There's a future where I don't murder this random guy that I don't know. I must find a way to sneak back into pre-crime, steal Agatha, find a way to hook her brain up in order to get the fucking minority report out of her. Yeah. That's basically a huge chunk of the rest of the movie. Like, this movie has very few (laughs) points between story points. Mm -hmm. It's just so much shit that happens in it that is pointless and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, he figures out that he's one of the people who's... He's going to kill someone in the future. So pre-crime is going to come after him. So there's like a fucking 25 minute long chase sequence Mm -hmm. that just ends with him getting away. Like, you know, he will because the rest of the movie has to happen, (laughs) you know? So like, so he goes from there straight to the doctor and the doctor tells him there's a minority report and he's like, shit, I better go find it. And Mm -hmm. so the next point is him getting to Agatha Mm -hmm. and that takes forever Yep, because he's got to fucking do all these ridiculous things. He has to hire 
Peter Stormare <laughs> to fucking take his eyes out uh, in order to fool the like retinal scanners. Mm-hmm. And then he also, thankfully, it didn't seem like this was part of Tom Cruise's plan. He just got it as a bonus. He also gives him this weird device that when you stab it into your neck, it like makes your face all floppy. Mm-hmm. So you don't look like you. For like a half hour. Yeah, or for a very brief period of time where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, just enough time to infiltrate something. Thanks. Mm-hmm. What a coincidence How that it convenient. works out that way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was a whole weird thing with him, too, where it's like, you put me away, John Anderton, you know, mm-hmm. the doctor. And I was like, oh, fuck, was he going to do something to him? He's like, no, actually, he's super helpful. He mm-hmm. even there's even a sandwich and milk waiting for him mm-hmm. in the fridge that is full of rotting food. Yep. Why? Yeah. Like I, if it, <laughs> it was just so it was like so pointless mm-hmm. where it's like it's just so that Tom Cruise then barfs later. And then because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that doesn't even lead to anything. It literally yeah. just like he goes to the fridge to get the sandwich and milk that they left for him. Yep. But the surgery on his eyes means he has to keep the bandages on it. For 12 hours. Yeah, for 12 hours. So he can't see what he's reaching for in the fridge. But there Mm -hmm. just happens to be a milk bottle exactly like that one that is moldy and gross. And a sandwich that's just like the sandwich, except it's moldy and gross. So he grabs the wrong things and eats them and then barfs. And then the scene just moves on. Mm -hmm. And has no reason to be there. Wasn't that funny? Nope. Yeah. I didn't even watch. It was disgusting. Yeah, it was super gross "Mm -hmm." and Mm -hmm. totally pointless. Can't watch him eat that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they've, the the pre-crime dudes have tracked him here here mm-hmm. and they send in the super unconstitutional spider bots that yep. was the part that yep. really got me yep, yep. i loved the fucking scene i loved the way that it fucking flew around that apartment building it was going in and out of people's apartments mm-hmm. and shit and like how cool that all looked mm-hmm. unfortunately what's happening is also terrifying mm-hmm. where it's literally just a bunch of fucking spy robots that the police can just send off into a building mm-hmm. and it could just go into your apartment and you just have to let it scan you. Yep. Or else, I don't even know what, like, it's 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 yeah. terrifying. Yeah. I really hate that, all of these cops. <laughs> that was one of my notes, was what an awful world where these spiders can just be released. So he gets his new eyes, and he keeps his old eyes in a bag. Mm-hmm. He gets the eyes so that when he's walking around in public, the fucking things will scan him, mm-hmm. and it won't say... John Anderton, who's on the run. Yeah. And alert anybody. Right. Which is like, okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So then he uses the fucking floppy face thing to Mm -hmm. get into the police station. So that no one recognizes him. Yeah, so that nobody will see him. But then he has to use his old eyeballs Mm -hmm. to get into the temple to go and get Agatha. Yeah. How did that not alert anybody? It was so silly. It's like he Mm -hmm. goes to all of this trouble. Mm-hmm. This long ass fucking scene of him getting mm-hmm. his eyes switched mm-hmm. and using the floppy face thing, and then he just uses his old eyeballs, yep. and there's no alarm. Yeah, no. So alarm. it's like no he, one knows until he encounters Wally. Yeah, what you really could, like, what they could have done simply, they could have gotten rid of all of that shit and just had him do the fucking old fashioned uh, like baseball cap a little bit down over your eyes mm-hmm. with a hood up and like sneak in thing to yeah. get him past anyone who might recognize him and it's like honestly that's better yeah this movie's two and a half hours long and it doesn't need to be nope all of that shit happening it's like it's just for the future shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's only for like and eyeball transplants yeah. and floppy face mechanics and, we, we spent you know a bunch I mean? of money on makeup artists we need to give them something to do there's so so much when it really it's all about just like okay and then he goes and then he gets agatha mm-hmm. and he literally just fucking steals agatha out of the thing yeah but they don't just like escape it's not like he like picks her up out of the pool and runs back out the building mm-hmm. he flushes them 
there's yes. there's a there's a there's a little pool that all the fucking precogs are in mm-hmm. and he basically like disconnects her from the thing yep and i don't understand how he knows how to do this or whatever but he flushes that little tank that they're all in and they go down the tube mm-hmm. he is in the temple which is in the pre-crime division in the police station mm-hmm. like this is all within the like dc police yeah and they fucking go down the tube like they escape through the tube and i'm pretty sure it's fucking neil mcdonough who goes up and he just says find out where that tube goes (laughs) how do you not know where that tube goes yeah like why is there a flush like i'm I'm assuming it's probably for like cleaning purposes but why is it big enough to take people i I don't know that's the absurdity of it but then there is another huge long sequence of him escaping with Agatha. Mm-hmm. One point was super fucking like it was so silly. I couldn't believe it is when they like they go through that one door and there's a homeless guy sitting next to the door mm-hmm. and she tells Tom Cruise to throw money on the ground. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? OK. And so he throws the money on the ground, like in front of the doorway. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, what? You couldn't put it in my hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that is kind of dickish. Yeah. So then he goes to pick up those coins Mm -hmm. on his hands and knees inadvertently table topping Mm -hmm. the cops who come through the door. Yep. So it's like, that was her plan was to use this homeless guy's need for change (laughs) to turn him into a table to tabletop the cops coming through the door, which was, it was just so silly. Yeah. It was such a little like slapstick moment of like, Oh, that'll be funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Throw some change down and make him trip over the homeless guy. Yeah. It was super weird. But of course they get a, they get away with it, mm-hmm. and he winds up at what's his name Rudy Rowdy? No, Rowdy was in <laughs> Days of Thunder. The fucking the the hacker dude. I forget. I just wrote that he was terrible, but <laughs> yeah. I don't remember his name. They go to this dude who basically does virtual reality shit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you go into one of these chambers and all your dreams come true, and you know you you virtually do whatever you want to do. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And Tom Cruise knows about him, and he brings him Agatha. And he's like, we need to tap into her brain. Yeah. And we need to get my minority report out of her. This is what this whole thing has been about. Yeah. And so they go and they fucking pull the images out of her head. And it's the exact same thing that he saw the first time. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same sequence of events. Yeah. Nothing is different. And he's like, wait, what? Where's my minority report? He's like, where's my minority report? And she's like, there isn't one. Yeah. You don't have one. It's like he couldn't have asked that so long ago. He could have just been like, do I have a minority report? Because he's so convinced he does. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I kind of get it because it's like, I don't know this guy. There's no way I'm going to murder him. I must have a minority report. But the fact that he doesn't fucking confirm it with her until (laughs) all the way then, like, it's it's just so funny to me. It's just like, what? No, there isn't one. And he's like. (laughs) Fuck. <laughs> so I do murder this guy. So in those visions of the murder that he commits, mm-hmm. they're like, there's multiple people in this room. Like there's there's Anderton. Mm-hmm. There's Leo Crow that he shoots. Uh, there's the sunglasses guy over there. Mm-hmm. And then later they see another person in the room and, and Whitwer realizes that it's Agatha. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, holy shit. He's going to come and get her. The whole time, though, I don't. was it obvious to you? Because to me, I, I, I was like, oh, that was so obvious. And then I was like, I have seen it before. It might have been in the back of my mind. Was it really obvious to you that that sunglasses guy was not a real guy in the room? Yeah. Yeah. It was I, so obviously I, a billboard. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't sure exactly like what 
where the placement was to like reflect in the windows or mm-hmm. whatever or if it was like in the room reflecting on the window like it was like a standee sort of thing yeah yeah but i knew it wasn't a real person yeah i thought that was super obvious and all the cops kept talking about it like sunglasses guy who's sunglasses guy and i was Mm -hmm. like are you guys fucking serious you can't tell that that's a fucking model in an ad like you idiots but he sees that billboard Mm -hmm. and he's like holy shit and it's like floating up in the air next to this hotel and he's like oh shit this must be the place and in my head, and I wrote down as well, I just wrote, what good could come from going to the room where you're supposed to murder a man? Yeah. I was like, just go home. Walk away. And like, like you don't know this person. The only reason that you're going to murder him is because you walk into his room and you see all the pictures of the dead kids and you you see a picture of your kid and you're like, oh, my God, he killed my kid. So now I'm going to murder him. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that that's all a ruse yeah. and blah, blah, blah. You know, and it, it keeps going on and on. But it's like the only reason that you wanted to pull that trigger at any point is because you walked into this room and looked at his shit. Mm-hmm. Nothing else would have made you do it. Walk away. So exactly. It's like, like it's not I, like it matters to you Agatha who this guy told is. Him to. Yeah, she like, literally said those words like John, go home. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh. So he goes up into the room and the guy tells him, like, oh yeah, at the at the pool, I remember I took him away and whatever, mm-hmm. and I sank him in a barrel and whatever, and he's dead and I killed him. And he's like, Oh, then I'm gonna fucking kill you, just like that thing showed me I was gonna do it. Oh my god. And then he doesn't. He has like mm-hmm. he has integrity or whatever yeah. <laughs> he's just like no you're under arrest uh, anything you say you know he's just gonna like arrest him and the yeah. guy's like fucking he told me that you would kill me and he's like what yeah he's like i want you to kill me otherwise my family gets nothing and then you learn that the whole thing has been a setup mm-hmm. he has nothing to do with tom cruise's kid that he's not an actual murderer tom cruise is being set up for this mm-hmm. like at that moment you're kind of on the on the fence of like Okay, so he he was totally going to kill that guy yeah. because he totally took his kid, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh my God, no, this really was a whole huge setup. At which point, it puts you into a gigantic paradox. Mm-hmm. And you're just sitting there, because I, I wrote it down and I realized that it didn't make any sense. I just, I just wrote, so the precogs see John murder Crow. Right. Which sends John on the run because he sees the images of himself killing Crow, Mm -hmm. which forces him to go on the run. Right. Which sends him to the doctor that lets him know about minority reports, which makes him steal Agatha. Mm -hmm. And then for no reason, he goes to the guy into the room to find the shit to kill him. Mm -hmm. What? Yep. (laughs) That's the only thing I wrote down after that. I just wrote, what? Yeah. Like, none of that, like, the, 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 the... the paradox of the whole thing is so mind numbing. Like I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Like what did, cause in the end, okay. In the end you find out Lamar is the one who was doing it yeah. and he was doing it to protect himself because he murdered someone and he made it look like an echo so that he didn't get caught murdering it. And it was Agatha's mom yeah. and she wanted her kid back. And John or, and Lamar was like, Oh no, you can't have her. Cause she's the crux of this whole thing. So yeah. I'm going to have someone attempt to murder you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to stop them. and Or, well, they're going to be stopped by pre-crime. And then I'm going to murder you in the exact same way so that they don't know that it's a new murder and they get rid of it and it all happens squeaky clean. Yep. So that's his plan. Yep. For all intents and purposes, fucking works. Yeah. (laughs) Like, apparently, because apparently that happened a long time ago. 
Right. Basically, he's gotten away with it. He's mm-hmm. been getting away with it forever. So Agatha showed John uh, an image from her mother's murder. Right. And he was like, who is this? What's going on? So he goes and visits Tim Blake Nelson, who is great, honestly, as that dude in the <laughs> fucking wheelchair and the, the, the like crypt or whatever the fuck they called it. What do I know him from? We thought you was a toad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's wonderful. But so that sends John there and he goes to look into that. And lively. Yeah, the Anne Lively attempted murder. Right. Because obviously she didn't get murdered because free crime. Mm-hmm. So they go to it and it's a John Doe and he has somebody else's eyes in him. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows who this guy is or why he was trying to murder her. Also, it says that Anne is missing. Mm-hmm. And that's like the last thing that happens essentially before John sees the image of himself killing Crow. Right. So Lamar somehow learns that John knows about Anne Lively in the like vaguest of fashions. It's not yeah. even like he is like on a like a hot case, you know, he's got a lead mm-hmm. that he's searching down. It's literally just John looked at the Anne Lively murder, mm-hmm. saw the images of it, and was like, oh, that would have been terrible if she got killed. But mm-hmm. they stopped him. But she's missing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not like it, it, at no point does he like show any indication that he's going to do something about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's kind of like, that's weird. Yeah. Because at that point in time, he didn't know about the whole minority report thing. Exactly. Because like her Agatha's video was missing or whatever. Right. And it was like, oh, well, that's weird. Oh, well, mm-hmm. he was so going to blow it off. Yeah. But apparently Lamar was so paranoid about this that he decided to set John up. Yeah. But I still don't understand how. I truly do not understand how. Because it's like, okay, so he gets this guy, Leo Crow. Apparently that's his real name. I don't know. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. But he gets this guy, and he tells him, like, hey, you're going to pretend to be the guy who killed John Anderton's son. Mm -hmm. How does any of that information get to John to get him to kill him? Like yeah. how how do you put that into motion? Like what is this? What are the concrete steps that Lamar had to do to ensure that that would happen? How does he ever find out about Crow if the premonition doesn't happen? That's that is the yeah. the paradox of the whole movie. That yeah. makes no sense. There's no way for him to know who Crow is without the premonition of him murdering Crow. Mm-hmm. It does not make sense. Yep. But so um. Whitwer, Colin Farrell's character, figures this whole thing out, mm-hmm. essentially, all on his own. Yeah. The movie should have been about him figuring this Seriously. out because that must have taken some awesome brain power, mm-hmm. but we never really see his process. But he figures out the whole plot. <laughs> yeah. And he brings it to Lamar, and he's just like, dude, I fucking figured it out. <laughs> now we just have to figure out who killed Anne Lively. Yeah. <laughs> and Lamar's just like, well, that was me. Boom! And he shoots him, and he kills him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that fucking sucks for Danny. Because he's literally the smartest character in this movie. He has solved the crime. <laughs> and he's he gets murdered because he trusted the wrong person. Yep. And that's a bummer for him. So we learn, holy shit, the old guy Lamar is the one who set up Tom mm-hmm. Cruise because of the fact that he murdered Anne Lively mm-hmm. to keep Agatha in her horrible prison. Yep. So that's essentially like the, the, the movie ends pretty abruptly. Like Lamar goes to this event. Or no, sorry. His wife, Tom Cruise's wife, comes and talks to Lamar about everything. Mm-hmm. 
And she's like, he kept saying something about Anne Lively and blah, 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 whatever. And fucking Lamar's like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll take a look into the, all the stories of a woman who drowned. And she's like, I never said she drowned. Mm-hmm. And I fucking rolled my eyes so hard. Mm-hmm. I hate that trope, that cliche of like, and then the person who's behind it all slips one word and they're like, I never said mm-hmm. that it was a blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, it's so lazy and it's yep. so dumb. And I could not believe that like that was the thing. Like, really? You couldn't try a little harder? <sighs> Especially because I knew the movie was coming to an end and it's like they just wanted to wrap it up. <laughs> I was like, I just I really, really hate that kind of stuff. It's so lazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like the 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 hero or the person who figures it out doesn't have to do anything because yeah. it's just a bad guy being a fucking idiot, <laughs> you know, but they get the line. So it looks like they did something. Yeah. I never said that. It's like, yeah, but you weren't trying to get him to do that. Yeah. He just did that because he's <laughs> dumb. So like everyone basically knows and they're going to expose him at this big party for his retirement. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there's another pre-crime coming in and it's because Lamar shoots John. And it's like, oh, no, pre-crime has to get there and stop it before it happens, blah, 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 whatever. He kills himself. Mm-hmm. And then the movie's pretty much over. And they're like, pre-crime was shuttered. And then they reveal that they, like, put the precogs off into a cabin by themselves way off in the wilderness to mm-hmm. just, like, live as people mm-hmm. reading books. Yeah, like, just go live your lives. <laughs> yeah. I guess what I don't understand, it's like, you know, th- they get all these fucking premonitions, and obviously it seems like it's only in the area. Like, mm. it's not like they're getting premonitions of shit that's happening all over the place. Yeah. But it's like, so they must know exactly how remote it needs to be so that they're not still in agony mm-hmm. living in this house. Yeah. And all of a sudden just getting fucking visions of murder all the time. <laughs> like, you'd think they would already be too far gone. Oh, yeah. Like, you have been sitting here for, like, years of murder dreams mm-hmm. over and over. Mm-hmm. And that's your whole being. Yeah. It's not even like, yeah, when I go to sleep at night after a big, long day of doing other stuff, sometimes I have nightmares. It's like, my entire life is nightmares. Yep. <laughs> I live in nightmares. <laughs> and it's just like, no, it's cool. We're just going to hang out and read books. We're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe it like dissipates with them being so remote. I guess. I mean, yeah, that's my assumption is that it's like they must be far enough away mm-hmm. that they don't get any more murder nightmares. But then imagine the terror when they get one. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, there's murder afoot. Close. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. I just realized I totally skipped the fact that Tom Cruise like gets arrested. Yeah. And everything. But it's because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, why go through that whole process? Of him getting arrested and then getting him out again and all that. Because it's like they wind up at fucking his ex-wife's house. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> fucking Agatha gives that terrible bit of of advice. Which she's like, you need to run again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh shit. And he turns around and the cops are there in yeah. the house right behind him. He's like, thanks for the fucking heads up. I thought you were a precog. <laughs> I thought you could see the fucking future, not down the hall. Yeah. Like, you're going to need to run because they're right there. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't see it before now. <laughs> but so, And then he gets arrested and then he goes into jail. And then they just get him right out of jail. And it's like, why weren't they just at the house and they hid and they devised their plan? And they spiders. did it. I, I, it was just... It, the movie, again, was too long, and it mm-hmm. just kept getting longer. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, it was... It's what a Tom Cruise movie 
sounds like now when you say that you know like <laughs> in the 90s if you said a tom cruise movie it might be like oh what like like top gun or like risky business or like jerry Maguire or like but in this case it's like yeah it's a tom cruise movie like oh a shitload of green screen and running and mm-hmm. fighting and jumping and shit like yep, yep. oh well there you go that's what this movie is. Like, seriously, it feels like after Jerry Maguire, he was like, I never want to work on a movie where I don't have to stand in front of a green screen sometimes. Yeah. Like, that's probably the last movie he ever worked on <laughs> where he didn't have to have some sort of special effects put in later. Yeah. Uh, and it's so funny, too, because it's like this whole big journey of Tom Cruise that we went on from mm-hmm. Risky Business, Days of Thunder, Jerry Maguire, and now Minority Report. There's still 18 years of Tom Cruise movies after this movie <laughs> that have happened. Like, that is that is pretty fucking, that's insane. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up here for Popcorn for Dinner this week. This is Jeff. And Kelly. We're catching up to the future. Hey.